This morning, you know, we, as you may have known if you've been here for the past six months, at the end of every talk series, we want to pause and give an opportunity to hear what God is doing in this place, to give testimony. And you might be wondering, what, what does testimony mean? Well, essentially, it's stories, stories of what God's done. And you might be wondering, well, why do we give time for stories? Let me tell you this, because we expect God to move. It's actually quite simple. We believe that we, we worship a living God. I mentioned that earlier, that Jehovah, the great I am, not the great I was, not the God of history, but the God of the present as well. And so here's the thing. If we worship that kind of God, we've got to expect that things are going to happen. You know, uh, Isaiah 55, 11, in the Old Testament, Isaiah said this, God's word will not return void, but will accomplish that which it is purposed to do. In other words, when we preach his truth, we expect that his word will go out, bear fruit. Because it's a living word. And I've got a New Testament example, Mark 16, 20, the book of Mark. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs and wonders. You see, God will always authenticate the preaching of his word with signs and wonders. And so I don't want us just to be here week on week out and just, just say stuff and not expect that he moves because, well, there's no point being here, really. You don't come here for entertainment, do you? I know my jokes are pretty good, though, I have to say. No, they're not. They're terrible. But bless you, you come here. Why? Because you want to meet with God and connect with each other and you want to be transformed. That's what God says. He transforms us to the likeness of his son. Romans 8, 29. And so as the word goes out, as we preach about who he is, we should expect that he's going to change us. I expect that when you leave today, you're going to be different than when you came in. That's true. Otherwise, what's the point of being here? That's not the kind of God I want to worship. We worship a living God who moves. And so that's why we want to say, okay, then we're expectant, Lord. And let's give time for testimony. So I want to give you just three brief things about the power of your testimony. And then I'll stop talking and it's over to you guys. That's why we have this platform here. So just three, three, three points in three minutes. Maybe four minutes. Maybe five. <laughs> here's, a, here's the first one. Your testimony brings glory to Jesus. That's what it's about, isn't it? Bringing glory to him. Uh, I love the story that Richard shared with me. Uh, I've used it before. I'm going to use it again because it's such a good story. Of the guy that's driving in a car park. And uh, I'm going to move this, if you don't mind, just because it's uh, in my eye line. So there's a guy in a car park, and he's saying, Lord, I need a parking space. I need a parking space. And all of a sudden, there appears a parking space. And he says, it's all right, Lord, I found one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, isn't it? But isn't that how we live our lives sometimes? God moves in miraculous ways, and we kind of forget about it. and think, well, well, look at me. And so the amazing thing about testimony, listen to this. It gives us an opportunity to worship him for who he is. It gives us an opportunity to say, wow, God. You know it says in the scripture that he inhabits the praises of his people? Did you know that? Did you know that when we worship, we go into battle? The enemy flees. Did you know that? And so when you bring your testimony, you're going into battle. When you bring your testimony, God shows up. And so as a people, I want us to get into the rhythm of testimony, because if we can practice it here, we should be doing it with our friends and out there. And that leads me to the second point. Your testimony declares who Jesus is. 
You know, I speak to so many of you and you say, well, you know, I want to talk to people about Jesus, but it's difficult because, well, the problem is I don't know the whole Bible. And, and theologically, what happens if they ask me a really deep question? Let me tell you something. doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't need to know the whole Bible. You don't, even, you don't need to know every answer. I don't know every answer. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can say this is what Jesus has done for me. And that's what you guys can do. I don't have all the answers, but let me tell you how Jesus moved in my light. I can't recite all the books in the Bible, but let me tell you about Jesus and how he changed my world upside down and how once I was lost, but now I am found. Let me tell you about Jesus, that once I was sick and someone prayed for me and I was completely healed. What? Really? Yes, that's Jesus. But I thought he was just a tradition. I thought it was just history. No, he's alive today. And so this is a safe place to practice bringing testimony so that tomorrow or this afternoon or when you walk out this door, you can say, let me tell you what Jesus did. Third one, your testimony builds faith in Jesus. You know, the Hebrew word for testimony is echad, which literally means witness or record. Okay, That's the literal translation. But the root of that word echad is this, it's to duplicate or repeat. Now, go with me on this. You see, God, throughout, you look at the Israelites' journey, he would say, listen, you need to recount what I have done. Recount to the generations. Because what you're doing is you're saying, Lord, do it again. Lord, would you repeat what I've just spoken about? You know, it's about saying, Lord, you've done it once. I mean, Charles Spurgeon, the great Victorian preacher, used to say that whatever God has done before is a precedent for what he's about to do again. And so when you hear testimony, it builds faith for the future, doesn't it? Well, hold on, if God's done that for them, then he can do it for me. If God did that to me two years ago, he can do it again this year. And so it builds faith in Jesus. But here's the other dynamic. You know, it says in Revelation, which is the end, the Revelation is John when he had a revelation um, from Jesus. Um, and it's in Revelation 19.10, it says that the the testimony of Jesus, in other words, the testimony of what Jesus has done for us is the spirit of prophecy. Now, what does that mean? It means that as we talk about what God has done, there is a prophetic nature about saying it's going to happen again. I'll give you some testimony, some examples. So a few weeks ago, we were looking at Jehovah Rafi, my God who heals. And I shared a testimony of, of a guy who's Knee, I prayed for his knee, knee, it was completely healed. He said, oh, but it's still squeaking. I said, we'll sort that out. In the name of Jesus, I command that squeaking to go. Completely went. Anyway, someone was in the service back there. Lara, are you in the house today? No, she's not here at the moment. Oh, she's over there. Is that you, Lara? Oh, you should come up. Can you come up? Would you mind? Let's welcome Lara up. Awesome. Where's my mic? Fantastic. We hadn't planned this, have we, Lara? No. What are you doing, Mark? What's happening? It's a safe place. So this is so good that you're here. Come up on the stage with me. This is Lara, everybody. Let's welcome Lara. Turn around a bit so everyone can see you over there. So, Lara, what happened on that morning? So that morning, um, I sat there, and uh, you talked about your friend. I had this bandage on my knee because I had it for in March. Yeah. So when I went to the doctors, they told me I pulled the ligament. So I was wearing that bandage, and when you talked about your friend, you shook your right leg, but my knee was the left one. 
I just said I claimed it. Yeah, wow. I, I just said I claimed it. Yeah. And um, as the service went on, my, my feet, both of them just became hot. And I was wondering, what's going on? But I kept quiet. My husband was there, but I didn't say I need to do it to Is him. your husband there at the moment? He is. Hello, husband. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. Yeah. And um, after the service, when I stood up, when you shared the grace, yeah. I could bend my legs. Wow. And I was like, wow, what's happening? <laughs> so I, I stood and I kind of checked several times. So yeah. after checking, I saw that I could bend the leg. I'm not wearing the bandage anymore today. Praise God, yeah. <laughs> and what happened when you went home that afternoon? Yes, I came to you. I told you about it. Yeah. showed the bandage and uh, we went home. I wore this trouser. I was always wearing this bandage you know, the, under the trouser. So yeah. we were in the living room. And um, I just went to the ladies and came back in the evening. Yeah. I didn't notice. But when I pulled the, uh, my trouser, I just sat down and I saw that the bandage had fell. Because the leg was swollen and was, <laughs> the bandage was supporting it. Right. But that had moved to my ankle. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I told, my, I told my children, I said, look. He's gone down. Wow. <laughs> Praise like, God. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, bless you. Thank you for being brave and coming up here. Bless you. Let's give Laura another hand. Bless you, Laura. You're like, wow, what is that? I'll tell you who that is. That's God. Let me give you another story. A few weeks ago, I was in, coming out from the 1130 service, and there was a, um, <clears throat> two ladies in the atrium. And I said hello. And one of the ladies, I said, how are you? She said, well, I've just, um, just come out of chemo. Uh, the cancer's gone, but she said, what's, what's happened is it's in my feet, it's been left uh, numbness and a pain, she said, and uh, I said, well, let's pray. So here I am, right, so she takes her shoes off, and I get down on my knees, and I put my hands on her, on her feet, and I start praying. Come on, Lord, we'll just, just speak life and health into these feet, and I just speak, and we keep praying. Anyway, to cut a long story short, she goes, oh, I can feel something, my feet, wow, they were like crunched up before, now I can move them. Anyway, she got healed. Isn't that amazing? Now, this is very cool because it gets even, even, even more amazing than that. So last two weeks ago, we had a staff offsite, and I shared this testimony. And Karen Lawrence, well, let me read what she, she put here. She let me, uh, said I could read this out. During a staff offsite day, Mark showed how a woman who had lost all feeling in her feet due to chemotherapy treatment was healed when prayed for. As he spoke, I thought about my feet, also damaged by chemotherapy. I often describe the sensation on my soles of my feet, particularly the right one, as standing on scrunched up socks. As the morning went on, wore on, and I thought that the discomfort felt less but I wasn't 100% sure. The next day, I was sure. Although not totally healed, my discomfort has reduced from a 10 to a 5 in my right-hand foot and from a 7 to a 1 in my left. All by God's hand, as I heard testimony of his goodness. Isn't that amazing? Now, these things happen. This is not uncommon. Now, you might say, well, where's that in the Bible? Let me tell you, you might be shocked to know that people got healed in the Bible without anyone praying for them. Jesus said, come over, I'm going to hit. Your faith has made you well. Now, there are times where we claim, because there's a prophetic act, we say, well, do it for me, Lord, and our faith, and we get healed. Let me just say this, you know. That doesn't mean to say, if you're not healed, you haven't got the faith. You know, as we believe in the here and not yet of the kingdom. In other words, it's breaking in. It's like when D-Day happened, we know where it's heading and it'll be fully consummated when Jesus comes a day. And his kingdom is, is breaking in. 
But that doesn't mean, though, that we camp in the not yet. Oh, well, I'm not going to pray because it's not yet. No, God is requiring us to have faith. And you see, that's what part of it is about this morning, you see. A, it's about bringing glory to God. B, it's about declaring who Jesus is. And C, it's about building our faith in this place. Building our faith in this place. So, let's just, before I stop talking, uh, let's just recap very briefly. We looked at some of these names, Jehovah, the intimate relational God. So, if over the past three or four months, this is bringing testimony of what God's done, you've come to salvation. We know we pray for many people. Bring testimony. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. In the 930, we had so many stories of provision of jobs. Jehovah Rocky, the Lord my shepherd. Any stories of how God has sovereignly led you. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace, the kind of peace which means that just like Jesus, you can sleep in the boat in amongst a storm. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner of victory. Any stories where you had victories in spite of impossible situations. Jehovah Rafi, the Lord my, who heals, healing from sickness. And Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, an unwhelming sense of his presence. Okay? So, if over the past three or four months... God has moved in your life in these areas. I want you to bring testimony, okay? I know it's a bit scary, but it's fine. It's all good. We're all family here, right? We're all friends. Now, what I'd like to do is line up where Rich is, but Carla, why don't you come first? Because you've got a great testimony I'd like you to bring. So let's give Carla a round of applause. And as Carla brings testimony, that's it. Bless you. Can you just, that's it. Come and line up with Rich. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold the mic. It's not that I don't trust you. But who knows? <laughs> Just say your name and then uh, what, what the Lord's been doing for you. Yeah.